What's the other half? I know it. Does it tea and booze? Tea, like, lemonade, half? tea lemonade, and booze. I don't know. It's five percent by volume. I don't know what's there in there. Go. I guess it'd be vodka. I perhaps. I, I perhaps. I don't know. Welcome to the club. Welcome <laughs> yeah. to the claw, baby. That's what. That's what we're doing here. It's refreshing. Mine has been in my chest freezer in the basement for oh, 45 minutes, and that gets you a nice little crisp. Little bit of little bit of bite, and by bite I just mean ice because you mm. got to chew through it. Gotcha. So I got another one. Uh, it's marinating in there. Get that one in just a few minutes, and then we'll uh, do the show and have some nice little slumber time. <clears throat> got a question for you guys? When you guys wake up in the middle of the night with an idea, a thought in your head, what do you do? Do you guys write it down, or do you guys just say, uh, "I hope I remember this in the morning," and gone again? I'm the the, the latter. <laughs> I try to try to remember it. <laughs> Actually, I have yeah. a, a pretty good couple of stories. Uh, nothing of, of note, but I, I get what you're getting. I understand what you're getting at, but uh, no, I don't write it down. Because yeah. uh, last night, uh, three in the morning, I was compelled to open up my phone and jot this down. Now, you guys can make of this what you will. I will first read you simply uh, what I jotted down at 3 a.m. in a, a, a wistful slumber, and then I will tell you uh, my interpretation of what this means. So I woke up. I literally wrote, show. Shaq is a narc. Government surveillance program. Ring doorbells. We have to give in willingly. So what I, and I know what I meant when I woke up in the morning when I read through that. Now you guys are aware that Shaquille O'Neal is like, I don't know, he's like a, a, a at least a one third stake owner in the ring doorbells. You know, the ones that you touch and they've got the video and it goes to your phone and all that stuff. I was unaware of that. I feel like, um... Uh, he said something, he started investing in these things because he felt like 10 or 15 years ago, someone said you should invest in something and he, he, he laughed about it. He poo-pooed the idea and it turns out it's, and whatever it is has now become a lucrative, you know, everyday thing worth billions of dollars. So he, so he, now he rolls the dice on, I don't know if this is a roll of the dice. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something like energy drinks. It's not energy drinks, but something along those lines. Well, I mean. He, he's a heavy investor in uh, the general, you know, the general insurance. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he claims back when I was in college, they wouldn't insure me. And then I went to the general and the general was like, how much money you got? And I said, this is how much money I got. He said, guess what? You're insured by the general. So when I came back around and I made some money, I decided I too would invest in the general the way the general invested in. And then he did all sorts of just kind of quote unquote lame things. He went in, he bought half a Papa John's. But the ring is what concerns me. The reason I, I wrote down that Shaq is a narc, if you also remember, Shaquille O'Neal at one time was uh, deputized, I believe, in the great state of Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Florida. T- I, that sounds right. Texas is ringing a bell for some other reason, but that's fine. We'll go with Florida. Sure. <clears throat> so heavy into law enforcement. Shaq, again, standing true to being a narc. Now, what, what concerns me the most is it seems to me that Shaquille O'Neal is heavily involved in law enforcement, and then he got involved in this ring doorbell service, which is creating like that Batman. Remember in the second Batman movie where they had he, you know, he pretty much tacked everybody's cell phones and created like this mega network that was able to survey and spy on everybody. That's what Shaquille O'Neal is now doing with the ring doorbell service. If the police need video, they go around, they tap the ring network, and bam, 
They can get all the information they need. But as Americans unwilling, like China, where they forced them to do it, we're buying into the surveillance program. And Shaquille O'Neal, he's that thumbtack that's right in the middle of the board with all the red strings wrapped around it. Shaq is a narc. I rest my case. Hey, and this happened in the second Batman with Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't remember that part. Yeah, huh. it's great. That's the, that's Batman the one. Damn. Uh, he he buzzed everybody's two way pager. Yeah. Ninety four. Uh, and fuck, and then it created a web of uh, of of vision almost. Right. And then Michelle Pfeiffer I, came I, out I, in her skin tight tight suit when we're here. Correct. Here. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the ramblings of apparently a madman because. Uh, <laughs> guys apparently aren't buying into my theory or my thought process here <laughs> i mean i would if you had been like we carry cell phones in our pockets like that's more you know what i mean we are you're right they are doing it and it's these things it's the, these are them it's not the rings <laughs> yeah but the, see the thing is the rings like can be accessed remotely at any time just like our cell phones but like you said if they access my cell phone at say like 12 noon on a tuesday then all they're going to do is get like a blank image of my butt cheek because that's where my phone is. But the ring, it's watching the world. And it's also using your neighbor's network. It's using the guy down the block. They can create. I, I'm wondering if they access all of these things at one time, how much of a geographic location could be surveyed at one time. And you bought it. You wouldn't let the government come in. Hey, guys, listen, we're going to put a video camera on every front door throughout the entirety of the United States. But no. Shaq comes on and is like, do you need a home security system? Really cheap? Works really well? Somebody knocks on your door? Hey, who is it? Oh, I see. By the ring. We're <laughs> putting them on our own houses willingly. And Shaq's at the center. Right. Do you have one? I don't. I didn't install it. My dad got me one for Christmas. And I was like, yeah, cool. Thank you. And I was like, I'm not putting this on my front door. And now it's just sitting in a box. Mm, probably. It's probably fired up, though. You know, you probably don't know about it. It's probably it's already creating a network, a web. Took the battery. I took the battery pack out too. Oh, okay, <laughs> you fucking paranoid motherfucker. <laughs> Americans paranoid? are weird. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. Is is Ring the? Because I know there's all types of uh, security systems like that, based off of uh, you know some sort of application slash webcam or something like that. Is Ring the <laughs> Ring leader of them? It is. So you got the Arlo. And then you've got uh, the ring, and I can't remember what the third one is, but yeah, ring's not going to, because of Shaquille O'Neal and his star power, mm. I mean, he's a, he doesn't even have to sell you anything. It's just like, damn, man, Shaq's such a lovable giant, I'll buy whatever he's selling. I mean, that's fair. I do not turn my nose up at Shaq endorse things. Do you think he would, no. uh... I mean, I don't have the general or anything, but I'm also, <laughs> I've never, like, you know, lost my license for any reason. And need to be insured. So, <laughs> yeah, never gave uh, someone an STD in a car. And got yeah, sued I, don't, for, I don't have for, three DUIs for, for forty five like, million dollars. Need, need car insurance. <laughs> so does um, I mean, who's it? Chris is going to say something about it. Uh, if if Shaq, if, if times ever hit hard, he really needed to push these. You know, good marketing campaign. What if he sold them with like free DVDs of Shaq Fu or Steel? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, steel made. I'll hard pass on a Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah, I'll take steel. Wait, I thought Shaq Fu was just a video game, though. I was it a movie too. Dude, I'm, 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 was, I'm, was, there was a Shaz, there was Shazam. Shaq Fu movie. Hold on. 
Shazam? No, oh, you're right. Shaq, stump the- nope, you stumped the stumped the Schwab. Shaq Fu is just a straight up uh straight up video game. There's Steel <laughs> and then Shazam wait, wait, wait. where he yeah, Shazam, uh where he plays a genie. How'd they get away with those marketing rights? Because I mean now that's a big DC franchise and <laughs> And sorry, it's, it's it's Kazam. My bad. Kazam. There you go. Oh, you would have okay, known if I said Kazam. That would have rung a bell. That would have rung your ringer. No, I kn- <laughs> no no no. I knew he played a genie in a movie, but I I but then you once you said Shazam, I was like, that can't be right because they have the you know the big DC Comics Shazam. You know they wouldn't they wouldn't have just willingly like yeah, Shaq, go ahead and steal our proprietary property for your own benefit. Shaq's, Shaq's been in 77 movies. No way. Uh a lot of there's there's a lot of this is voice voiceover, but uh going dating mm. all the way back to uh Blue Chips. Yeah, Shaq Fu. Uh wait, that that's a music video. Sorry. All right. Oh no, the Shaq Fu video game. Sorry. Uh Kazam. Uh he was on Martin a little bit. He was on Good Burger, Steel. Uh he was chairman of the board. Why, why does that ring a bell? With uh, with fucking carrot top, yes, sir. <laughs> with fucking carrot top, you're right. He oh, makes yes. a, he makes a cameo. He's the museum guard. Well, I know it. No, I know what my movie is for that thing we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Next month, that's right, folks. We're gonna do a uh, bad, a good bad movie review. Uh, last uh, last recording of every week of every month. Uh, one coming up later on. In before you go, so yeah, chairman of the board. Any other notables? And you got- by the way, chairman of the board is responsible for one of the greatest late night sit down interviews of all time: Conan O'Brien, Courtney Thorne Smith, and Norm Macdonald as the first guest sitting in. Courtney Thorne Smith as the personality of dry paint, and Norm Macdonald just fucking roasts her. Yeah, with that movie, absolutely. That movie at the helm rates her with that movie. <laughs> Uh, I bet it's spelled B O R E D. <laughs> Conan just loses it. It's like some other notable ones. He uh, made, made, he was in, he was an Arliss. Uh, he was in Freddy Got Fingered as, as Shaquille. He was in The Wash with Snoop and Dre. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Bernie Mac show. The Parkers. Johnny Bravo. Tracy Morgan show. Scary Movie Four, <laughs> all self-titled too. All, there was all, a fourth one. All as Jack, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all as himself. Kind of one of these things. Like, um, who was it? Larry King, right? That was like a fun fact. Friday, Larry King started as himself in in something like a hundred and some odd movies, a million films, yeah, yeah. Because every time there was like a news event, they had to have that cutaway shot. Like, so Tony's Tony Stock. What do you do? And they had to have him sit down with uh with Larry King. Right. So he just played himself. He what probably did... didn't even know he was in a movie. He probably thought he was legitimately <laughs> interviewing someone named Anthony Stock. So tell me about this new power source you've created. <laughs> <laughs> it said it goes in your chest. <laughs> can we all have to wear it in our chest? Or can we just set it up on the mantle like a lamp? By the way, uh, chairman of the board, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. 31% users like this movie, so uh, you're going to have to have a hard stretch. Very, uh, to sell a hard case, probably more so than Shaq is a narc with Ringer than Chairman of the Board is a good, bad movie. But good luck. Watch it. Refresh uh, 
Refresh your memory. Get oh, yourself teed don't up. Don't you worry. Yeah. I'm gonna why I'm gonna fucking recap the shit out of that carrot top film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, middle class holes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Fox Man. How's it? God damn! It's almost fucking August already. This shit blows. Yeah. blows. I it's mean, August. I think winter is coming and going, right? And then I'm like, let me check, take a peek at. Ah, God damn, it's late January. I got another. I got another month and a half, two months of this dog shit. And then I look at this and I, God damn, it's almost August. Now, granted, the weather doesn't start like really churning until November. Uh, but, you know, September's good. October's okay. But damn, man, where the hell's it going? Time's not stopping. Slow down a little bit. No. No. And the lines on my face keep getting clear. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I don't really care for summer all that much. Mm. Why? Because you- uh, anytime you walk around for more than... 25 to 30 minutes, you wake, work up like a nice back sweat. I do too. Yeah, that, that too. Like you weren't at that, uh, at that Oreo game the other night. No, uh, I was golfing and working up an ass sweat, which is why yeah. I got all this Arnold Palmer. But by the way, I wound up with a, a small fridge worth of beer. Cause all my friends are like, Nope, don't want any more. Like, yeah. Damn. Well, I wouldn't either in that condition. It's fucking God awful. Yeah. yeah. No, this heat, this heat is insanity right now. Yeah, nothing like working outside uh, six days in a row in uh, 100-plus degree weather. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw, because they do, um, leading up to Orioles games on 105.7, they give you, they you have an hour to fill. Not necessarily the entire hour, because there's commercials, but you know, you got you, they give you the... the the pitchers and like how they've how they've done leading up to the game and, and how they've done against the franchises that they're pitching against, how they've done against batters they've been against. But then it gets down to the nitty gritty and they give you the 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 uh, what the weather's like. And Christ, one of the days last week was ninety seven degrees with seventy one percent humidity. Yeah, Jesus. it was one hundred and seven on the heat index, and there was no cloud cover. <laughs> oh my God. How far do you walk? Roughly. Uh, uh, on this particular week, um, I was doing nine miles a day, and uh, it was mostly asphalt. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I drive a, a sweat box, a very just aluminum box that's roughly 20 degrees hotter than it is outside. So if it's 107, it's 127 where I'm sitting. So, yeah, those seats, that's why I think I survived the COVID season, is because those seats are made of bacterial infections and communicable diseases that have not been studied in a laboratory by Anthony Fauci. No need to tinker with them. Does, uh, now when you're preparing to hit the road and get out, does the, uh, does the team give you any prep talk? Okay. Make sure you hydrate. You know, if you're feeling a little woozy, get, get under, uh, get in some shade, you know, get a, get a drink of water, regroup, you know, get yourself uh, ready to roll. Is there anything like that going on? Well, we get messages from corporate and uh, on our little devices. And my favorite one, especially this time of year, is remember to dress in layers. You can always cool off by taking off an extra layer. What? Dress in fucking <laughs> layers. That's crazy talk. You're lucky you're getting it's, one layer, motherfucker. It's, it's just recycled from layers. It's just recycled from late November. They just send it. They I think they have them on like a rotation, but they like they in November somebody got really they really ambitious. Like I'm gonna put all these messages in their little scanners, and then they just made five, and then just hit repeat, and they just go out. Thank you for your service to the American public. Remember to dress in layers. 
so long dental plan it just goes <laughs> on and on and on but uh but it, I, there was a couple like last night we walked like I, I went to the orioles game last night with sarah and we got to my house to the stadium is about a, 10 minutes ish walk and we got to the ticket booth and i told sarah i was like i I'm not going to ask you to lift, like, pull the bottom of my shirt out and put your hand on my back. Just if you were to squeegee it right now, it would be absolutely disgusting. And I did. I stuck my hand up there and kind of wiped the backside of my hand on it and showed her my, my knuckles and and, uh, and and the flat of my hand. And it was just covered in sweat. Absolutely filthy, disgusting. Yeah. So that's why well, you don't, that's why you don't a, like the weather? Or the summer, Alan? Yeah, just a little. The good news about heat stroke is, though, you actually stop sweating. So, your dry's about Yeah, it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> when you feel like you're feeling kind of cool, it's your brain shutting down. So Exactly. Got that that sweet, sweet release of death. Yeah. That's the only way. You're going, you're you're going into massive organ failure. Yeah. Do you know what I, I uh, used to play soccer? Not with, but against a guy who uh, didn't have sweat glands. Yeah. What? Yeah. So does he have to like stop? Does he pant like a dog? No, he would. <laughs> no, he, he when he would sub out, he would he would. Uh, for, he, well, I only played against him in indoor, but he would he would go out one of the side doors and just dump water on his face and, and shoulders and back. Interesting. Yeah, he's pretty good that's too. A, I guess it makes sense because like that's all sweat does mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Well, and okay, so it's sweat. Here's another little fun fact for you: sweat of is is. So the I same... think he, he he couldn't sweat. I would like he doesn't have sweat glands. Yeah, but why? What boy were his pores shut? I mean, it makes more sense that he doesn't have sweat glands, like where they're inoperable or something. I that's it. Yeah, I think it was. It's like a uh, volcano that was uh, inoperable. It doesn't erupt anymore. Mount St. Helens style, you know. Well, uh, sweat is the same as pee. So if when you're sweating, if you taste your sweat, you, I'd be just like uh, you know getting a little lapping up some of your own piss. <laughs> I mean, and, yeah, basically, anhydrosis is a condition where you can't sweat or perspire. Normally, uh, normally in one or more areas of the body. I guess this person just had a you know pr- pretty uh, pretty crazy case of it. Yeah, I know, but like, it, I mean, how does it really affect you? Because I thought you just sweat so that you could get some moisture on your body, so that the wind could like wick away some of that extra temperature. So essentially, you just don't you just feel hotter than everybody else. Well, I mean, you if you don't <clears throat> if you don't control it or monitor it or do what my man did and pour water over, you could die. Yeah, but isn't that everybody? I, you know, I, like, it's, I it's I, a it's more I, of a case though. If you can't sweat, your, yeah. your chances of of doing something like that, you know, they, yeah. they, he pre- he said his doctor encouraged him not to play soccer. He said, but if you yeah, do, I mean, do I mean, this. I mean, yeah, don't. Yeah, that's yeah, all. he's probably got to monitor his body temperature yeah. at all times. That just seems like terrible advice from a physician like i get it like just don't just don't do anything uh strenuous uh because wouldn't that affect your ultimate health like more in the long run well, than just like, again oh, his doctor said but if but if i'm recommending that you don't but if you do here's what you need to do take 14 gallons of water with you everywhere you go and dump it all over your fucking dump self. it all over yourself <laughs> yeah look like you peed your pants all day every day start to finish yeah that's rough <laughs> It's a rough, yeah. That's a rough choice. Like I said, he was a good soccer player too. But she was say, you know, not that a ailment like this doesn't affect one's ability to uh, play the beautiful game. So no, but it does affect you, fucking like 
I mean, did he play in like high school or like college where he wasn't just he didn't have the luxury of walking off and dousing himself and fucking you know what I mean? Okay. As best I can tell, based upon my amateur eye and evaluation of skill talent, my guess was he played high school, didn't play college. That's my guess. Didn't yeah, know him well like enough 90. to be like, hey, man, you know, if uh, you played more than 80 minutes, you probably could have died. What the fuck happened to you? I was like, yeah. I mean, I would probably ask. Alan, you, know, asked, you asked the hard-hitting questions, though. Yeah, I'll ask that, man. Hey. Right. So how do you not die doing this? Mm-hmm. What's the, the, I just don't yeah. think it's that important. I just don't. I don't have any medical training at all whatsoever. You don't think from the, the, that from the outside looking in? I think. I mean, I understand our body does it for a a purpose. There's a reason, but it just doesn't see because I don't sweat that much. Like if I was to play a full like ninety minutes of soccer, I might have a little bit of V on like V sweat right here on my chest. Right. Maybe a couple pit stains. Maybe maybe a wick of moisture on the lower back. But beyond that, I don't sweat that much. So. I've got fine sweat glands, apparently. I'm just not a sweater. This guy, okay, he doesn't sweat. I just don't see how that medically affects him all that much. If the sweat is only there to glisten on your skin to wick like some a little bit of excess heat away. I, I th- <clears throat> Alan, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like if you really dissected it, like if you were to pad down your 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 calves and your if you were to take off your shoes and and, and your feet your ass your ass crack your taint your balls yeah. uh there would be more than i'm not saying you'd be doused in, in sweat but you'd be like wow you're just looking at like you're looking at sweat marks on your shirt okay yeah, yeah you don't sweat a whole lot me i sweat a fucking mickey mouse pattern two ears around my my, my chest and one giant one around my, my my stomach and it connects it looks like a silhouette of mickey or Minnie, depending upon you know your preference yeah no i mean he's right so like I was gonna say, Mur, yeah, like there's no zero chance. Like, yeah, sure, you might have like some visible shirt area, but you're sweating all over. Like whether you your believe scalp, it or not. your scalp, your hair. Yeah, yeah, like even just my, my like a, a minute amount, and that's all sweat is for is to fucking evaporate on the surface of your skin and then cool you down. Yeah. So like if you can't do that at all, and you're running around raising your body temperature, yeah. I'm sh- like you have to do something. I overrated i just yeah. i just think this doctor didn't want to be sued for any reason like i don't know if this fucks you up or not but if it does i told you not to do it right right cool all right hit the copay <laughs> see you next time go like you're like uh you're like a lizard you know get your ass in, get, get your ass in the water more cold-blooded than anything right yeah you'll right. be fine you'll be fine spritz yourself you know just you know i, just, I don't know get put an apple watch on you know just hey, get a little high in the hot in the hot around the collar here yeah, like, I mean, the first, I just casually was like, hey, is it dangerous to play sports if you have this sweating disorder? And it was like, I mean, yeah, you can't cool yourself. So, you know, you should probably watch out. <laughs> That's literally what Google was like. Yep. You know, they can't sweat. So they can't cool. So, uh, yeah, it's dangerous. Well, what if you do winter sports? Isn't it like, isn't it dangerous sweat. to sweat? Like, you know, I know I checked this out, though. When they talk about going, like, if you're doing any, like, mountain climbing like the expositions like the everest and stuff right i was like well you you need to move at a gentle pace because if you start to sweat that's when you get in danger so maybe this guy just found the wrong sport maybe he's got to be uh doing some mountaineering and all that bullshit i thought uh, i thought if you train or do stuff in the winter uh you have to hydrate more 
because your body processes and metabolizes more in order to keep itself warm in the cold. Now, depending upon how cold it is, if it's, you know, a, a mid-Atlantic, you know, early December, that's one thing. But if you're talking about Nordic, you know, remember that guy whose dick froze during the uh, cross-country skiing? You know, I, yeah, he, <laughs> you think got that, a lot of crotch sweat going on. And that's what happened <laughs> there. And it started to freeze around his cock and balls. And he's like, oh, shit, man. And this guy, this guy could have been like, Phew. Just whipping in the breeze, he could have helicoptered his way to victory. <laughs> this, guy, this guy was built for cross-country skiing, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm saying there's a, there's a he picked the wrong seasonal sport. He should have been doing an, an, outdoor, an outdoor activity in the winter. And then he would be superior to everyone because you don't want to sweat because you'll go hyperthermic. Where this guy, he's just running at a core temperature, like right around, like, I don't know, body heat, around 100 degrees. Perfect, perfect for those. I don't know. There's winter skiing. I events. mean, it might work, but I th- I feel like you might just cook inside of like your snowsuit and you just never notice it. Right. Well, yeah. and the other thing too is is that I, I I just got done telling you that I think he played high school soccer. Now you're talking about him being an Olympic level Nordic cross country skier. Also, also true. <laughs> well, I'll do my best next time I see him. I was going to say, what's the follow-up, Wes? Did he go on to be an Olympic biathlete? You don't know. Maybe I'm on to something here. You can't shut me down with your inadequate facts. <laughs> what the hell's inadequate about it? I witnessed it. I saw him do this. I'm just saying you didn't see him win the biathlon, so I don't know what he's doing now. Good Maybe point. he's on top of a podium somewhere in Norway. We'll never know. Pre- prepping for the next one. You <laughs> failed to fight. Yeah, you failed to follow up. Prepping for the next Winter Olympics. You know what? Fuck this. We're getting out of this. All right. I'm done. I'm done with this bit. I'm moving on to the news segment. All right. You all ready for this? Man steals patrol car responds to call, quote unquote, intoxicated. Coming out of Teller County, Colorado. It's KDVR. I always love seeing the uh, west of the Mississippi, the K, the, the call side, you know, the yeah. call letter being a K. I don't know. It just. Freaks me out, man. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, <clears throat> a man was arrested after an uh, investigator said he stole a Park County Sheriff's patrol vehicle, uh, uh, evaded police, and was shot by deputies early morning hours on Monday. So Jeremiah James Taylor, 33, allegedly broke into an unstaffed Park County Sheriff's Lake George uh, substation and stole a marked 2013 Dodge Durango. Uh, so this guy, <laughs> excuse me, steals a patrol car, takes off. Uh, then he went to location on a domestic violence call just before 3.30 a.m. that was broadcasted on the Teller County Police Channel. So he's hot rodding around, yee-hauling it up, fucking Dukes of Hazard style. They just stole, I, uh, I'm drawing a blank on who the, the, the deputy was in Dukes of Hazard. Was it? Uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. Roscoe, yes. <laughs> Roscoe P. Coltrane's car. And then, uh, yeah, they get, a, they, they get a call come in. He's like, you know what? I'm going to show up and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be the long arm of the law. So he, he rolls up and then he asks, uh, where's the old man going to shoot someone? <laughs> and then he realized like, hey, you're not a fucking uh, cop. Then he gets in the car, speeds off, goes to the wee hours of the morning. He's uh, finally caught, charged with aggravated motor uh, vehicle theft, vehicular eluding, impersonating a peace officer, obstruction, resisting arrest, reckless endangerment, second degree burglary, and reckless driving. Going to read this a little bit more. The plot thickens here. Then the the sheriff basically makes a, a an all call to community members and everyone else, saying like, "Hey, we're short staffed. 
All right, we're short staffed and we can use people. We just can't patrol all the areas. Well, no shit, because people are leaving fucking marked cars unlocked and Jeremy James, Jeremiah Taylor, or whatever the fuck his name is, stole Jeremiah it. Jeremiah James Taylor, motherfucker. Jeremiah James Taylor stole it and then rolled up trying to be a peace officer. Your thoughts on Mr. Taylor and his uh, balls? This guy sweats, by the way. Um, your your thoughts on the brass on this clown? Doesn't seem like it. Seems like ice water's running through this motherfucker's veins right here, Alan. I was gonna right. say it doesn't sound like he's sweating at all. Quite frankly, uh, I mean, fuck, good on him, man. This takes some balls. <laughs> takes a lot of balls. Yeah, B- big fucking marbles. <laughs> like, whew. yeah, man. I mean, this sounds like a good t- good old time. I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. Good for him. I think. I hope he has fun in jail. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, your boy's doing some time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know they worked him over a little bit. <laughs> Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Think this is Dodge Durango? <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Did it say they shot him or something? Though? Oh, did they shoot the him? Beginning... Uh, what was the beginning I there? I thought shot, you said they something. Shot, they uh, they shot. Hold on. And shot at by deputies. He evaded police and was shot at. So he was he was shot. Didn't get didn't get shot, but he was shot at. Excuse me. Jesus, they're shooting at this guy. I mean, to me, all right. Look, hey, Roscoe, Roscoe's car got stolen, bro. He got a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeremiah, like, okay, he's drunk. Hey, you know, we all we've all done some silly some silly goofs while we were boozing it up a little bit. He checks the car. This kind of comes back to Full Metal Jacket. Remember when Private Pyle gets yelled, uh, gets everybody in trouble because he left his lockbox unlocked? It's like, we wouldn't have thievery in the world if assholes like you would just lock your shit up. Because if everything's locked up, nobody's got any way of tinkering. So he tinkers a little bit. Hey, this police car is open. Hey, I'm drunk. I'd like to drive a police car. Here we go. Then he hears the domestic violence. Oh, I've been involved in plenty of domestic violence. I bet I could help. Empathy. He shows up on scene. If the cops hadn't freaked out on this guy, he probably would have been at the scene trying to help when they got there. No shots fired. No manhunt. No high-speed chase. And the story would be over with just a guy stealing a cop car. Instead, we got uh, we got old Jeremiah James Taylor rolling around Colorado, calling out the you know people to be deputized in the living room. Says this is on the cops, not Jeremiah. <laughs> I the weird thing about this is is that one you bring up a good point that he was kind of doing some visual anti civilian justice, but I don't know. There's no timeline on this, but presumably it wasn't soon thereafter. He probably went joyriding around in, in a stolen cop Dodge Durango for a little bit, and they only realized that it was stolen and that a civilian stole it when he showed up to a fucking cop call. You know, like, hey, yeah. what are you doing there? There was no report. There was no, hey, cops, car's gone. Don't know where the hell it is. But <laughs> yeah, like, who was assigned to that car, and why was he not aware that it was gone? Like, I mean, yeah, that's a big question. Who? Somebody should be fired. Yeah, and I think the cops maybe, like, went a little overboard because they were embarrassed that old Jeremiah showed him up. And, because once Jeremiah goes to court, I bet they hoped one of those bullets like clip the temple, <laughs> like, yeah. so that, like I, I don't know. This guy was violent. He was a violent offender. Uh, he beat up. Uh, he beat up Stevie, and he stole his car. 
And it's like, nah, man, I just keys were in it. I just decided I want to drive around. I was just drunk and an asshole, and you guys are bad at your jobs. This is like a run, Ronnie, run moment, man. This is exactly like, hey, man, keys were in the car. (laughs) Boo! Get out of there. But And and also the audacity of the uh, Park County Sheriff Office to put out a PSA in the same fucking news story to say, hey, we need help. There's too much there's too much landmass, there's too many square miles, there's too much road, there's too much highway. We don't have enough officers, we don't have enough sheriffs to figure it out. Well, no shit because you're fucking the dipshits that you are managing are going in for dump, seconds and thirds at Dunkin Donuts leaving the car running in a Dodge Durango. God, that must have been a good whip too. 2013, that have a good something good under the hood. Oh, you know it's oh, one of those dude. like SRT bad boys. Yeah. Those cops don't play. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's probably got like a upgraded V8 in there. It's probably got all all road terrain fucking tires on it because it's probably bum fuck nowhere, Colorado. Because everybody thinks of Colorado like Boulder or wherever they smoke all the weed, but no, there's all these places that are just roll as shit. I don't mind that they called everybody out. God, you know, I live for one of those. Like if the Maryland State Police were like, boop boop boop, everyone in Cecil County, please take to the roadways. We're looking for <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah James Taylor. He's going to be driving around in a 2013 Dodge Durango. Oh, my God, I'm a calling. It's happened. I'm going to punch him into the Octorera River. That's how it's going down. God, By the way, I love that shit. Uh, reading through some of the uh, the cliff notes of this, he was doing speeds of a buck ten when they were uh, chasing him around. So, old Jeremiah. What's he going to do? What's that? What else is he going to do? Because the, the, the penalty for doing 60... It's going to be the same for doing 110. Well, I was speaking so more. Running. I was speaking more towards the uh, performance of the vehicle. That's all. Not mm. not necessarily his decision to speed after he <laughs> stole a car. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point the decisions you make are pretty much it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you start running over people or something, you've pretty much reached the max. Yeah, I mean we yeah. we, we yeah. have we have a fraternity brother who stole a well, no. I was going to say he stole a cop car. He didn't steal a cop. He ran a stolen car into a cop car. Nice. You yeah. you, you didn't know. You don't know this. No, I don't. Like you, you. Whenever you tell your stories, your stories are based on another story that's already occurring in the room. You're like, oh well, we had this fraternity. We've never had, thankfully, in our close knit East County circle of friends, anyone steal a vehicle and ram it into a police cruiser. Yeah, um, we we had been we weirdly enough we had been boozing all night. Now this didn't happen that often, but this I don't believe you. this particular night was a little bit different. But yeah, we left the party. Uh, he was a little bit miffed that his date uh, stayed and uh, was talking to another person, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm going back. I can't walk back. I'm too drunk." And then asked uh, our, he was our roommate. Uh, in a like a, a six person duplex, and I called the people that lived on the other half of the house roommates. They more or less were. We all hung out. He said, "Hey man, I left cigarettes in your car. Can I uh, can, can I get your keys?" Yep. Boom. Turns the key in the ignition, R. Kelly style, and then uh, a cop watched him walk out. I was like, "Boo!" And he's like, "Nope, fuck it, going." And <clears throat> did a did a Benny Hill all through the uh, streets of Frostburg. They did a barrier on a. He was going wrong way down a one way street that was like downhill then went uphill, and he catapulted himself through the through the police car barricade. Yeah, and then actually mad at you for never telling the story. God, this happened like 2003. 
There could have yeah. been plenty I of occasions. Like, I was like, I wasn't even there yet. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of occasions for me to tell you the story. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So, is he out of jail yet? Uh, he got yeah, yeah. He got sentenced to thirty days, and he did ten. For okay, for taking a car, drunk, ram, running, going on the run from the law, ramming it through a police barricade. He got thirty days. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was a four O student. That that went a long way. Oh, man, that's. <laughs> That's fucking Alabama District or fucking Allegheny County District Court. It might as well be Alabama District Court. Fucking, they don't really care. That's probably they probably that's probably a regular occurrence. Drunk white guy steals car, runs through fucking yeah. cop cars. Cumberland, Listen, baby. When, like, <laughs> when the good old, when the good old boys caught him, that was the that was justice. They didn't really care yeah, about saying, time. See, service. they probably fucking woofed him up. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they bent him into fucking pretzels to get yeah. to get him into hand and foot cuffs. Yeah. They were like, we're going to see if that ACL is made out of fucking rubber band. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't fuck around. <laughs> we aren't doctors, but we'd love to take a look at some more of the middle class holes. Welcome back to the middle class holes. Murr, Alan, Foxman. Hey, Alan, last week you mentioned Sebastian... Maliscano? Uh, Manicotti? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. Whatever Academia? His, yeah. Whatever, whatever his actual last name is. Yeah. Um, and you had said he, he looks looks a certain way, but he's not funny. Correct. All right. And there was, yeah, there was like a genre of like John Mulaney was in yeah. there. He, he was like, saying he, he was a handsome man, so he doesn't, it already works against him. And then the things he says aren't, aren't funny enough. Okay. But if he was uglier, they might be funnier. Correct. Yes. Coworker of mine slash now recent regular listener uh got into it on a vacation and listened to a bunch of them made a point he was like yo your fucking co-host is wrong that motherfucker's funny tell him i said that yeah i could tell you right now that whoever that is is lame as shit oh. <laughs> i know you work and i know you work oh, with that person on. and now they're gonna bring this to you but like person who works with Wes, <laughs> you have bad taste in comedians <laughs> Ho- hold on i'm gonna defend him slightly because i'm gonna <laughs> agree with well, I think okay. If you if 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 Sebastian has an hour long special, you're gonna get 25 minutes of solid material. That's the fair. problem is that the other 35 minutes is uh, the problem. Is forgettable. Is somebody gave him an hour. Okay. Yes, and if he if if they had given him 30 minutes, he could pepper you. But boom, but boom, he could he could Ali you for 30 minutes. But otherwise, he's gonna fucking like I don't know, man. He he's He's got some really strong bits. One of my favorite bits by that guy, which I could almost recite, is like the difference between somebody ringing your doorbell in like the 1960s and somebody ringing your doorbell in like the 90s to now. It's like the 1960s. Oh, would you like to come in? We've got Intamins. We got an Intamins cake sitting up. And then today it's everybody hits the floor like, did you call somebody? Are you expecting someone? To... It, it, it's a great bit. It's okay. hilarious. It Dude, is that sounds like fucking hilarious. But he even accidentally slid into like telling the joke like he's fucking like he's Pauly at the fucking deli shop in Sopranos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's I think that's I think another big part of him is like, I don't want to listen to fucking Gabagool all fucking night. And that's all I yeah. get for like the whole inflection mm. is just super Jersey Italian. And I'm like, bleh. 
Uh, well, if, well, I'll if, say if the doorbell got rang, you could go through Shaq's hack ringer. You know, what what do you need to hit the deck? <laughs> like, like, like I said, I, I think I slowly backtracked on like Mulaney because like Mulaney is pretty funny. But like, I think he'd be funnier if he's ugly, if he was uglier and he presented an uglier facade. But he does kind of like a highbrow humor. So it kind of works for him. Uh, the Sebastian Manicot, nothing. I get no redeeming qualities <laughs> whatsoever. That's just I, me. I, 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 I don't find John. I find, okay, John Mulaney, I personally don't find funny. However, I see that he is funny. I can yeah. see Sebastian is funny, and I do find him funny half the time, but the other half of the time. Is I this think like kind of joke in there. Like, I think Mulaney's a great writer, and he should just write. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he doesn't need to be standing up. In fucking nice suits, because it just bugs me. I don't know. There's a, there's a few of those specials, especially the one from like five or six years ago where he was in Chicago, which is kind of. I don't think he's a Chicago boy. I think he's a suburb, but you know, they claim to Chicago. That's ho- absolutely hilarious. In my in my humble opinion. Now I haven't listened to <clears throat> Maniscotti, and you fucked up the last name, and that's how I'm going to remember it. Now my coworker is going to kick me in the dick, but. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I'll give it a look. Just lean on the fact that his taste in comedians is mediocre at best. But here's the thing, though: you say that, but that guy can go to Madison Square Garden and sell it out two shows a day for three days and sell the whole thing out all three days. So somebody's finding him funny. You know what I mean? Like, so we could be wrong. Let's push pause on that statement for a second because. (laughs) In the 1940s, when Maniscalco's fucking comedy was relevant fucking selling out madison square garden was a big fucking deal because it held like twenty thousand people now it's 2022 and it holds like twenty thousand people so i mean selling out this garden and all that's cool but it's like selling out meriwether i know but i couldn't do it you know you know no we could not i understand but like if you're like, look, look, fucking Dane Cook sold out like the cow Cowboy Stadium, and that guy was fucking terrible. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> he was assigned yeah. to the Times, though, man. That guy was. was like, I what? saw, I saw Dane Cook at the uh, the Philadelphia Spectrum before they tore it down. <laughs> yeah, see, see, <laughs> probably bigger than the fuck than Madison Square Garden. Like Madison Square Garden gets a lot of hype because of what it is and it's in its history, but it's basically just a shoebox at this point. Uh, so I mean, selling it out, cool, I guess, but it. If you don't sell out fucking Madison Square Garden to a bunch of fucking gobble eating fat fucks from New York, then you're fucking up. It's his brain. Here's He's supposed the, to sell it out. But see, I would say Sebastian is like what pop music is to radio is he is to comedy. Like he's a pop comedian. Like he he's he's going to he's reaching. He's popular. He's going to reach the masses. So for like me. Like I'm, I'm still kicking myself that I had one chance to go see Norm Macdonald, not knowing he was going to die in the next, you know, two years from this date, and it was right before COVID, and I couldn't get off work to go see him, you know. But there's people that will say, I just don't get it. Like with with Norm, like I don't, I don't get Norm Macdonald. I don't think it's that funny. Whereas I'm like, possibly one of the greatest comedians that ever lived, and somebody else is going to say, hey, he's trash. I don't get his jokes. It's just dumb. I'm like yeah. uh, that's because no. you are not funny and don't understand comedy. Mm-hmm. So Comedy we're in the wildly, minority. Wildly subjective. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy's yeah. famous. He gets TV shows and Netflix shows and shit. So, I mean, go for him. He just 
is not fucking funny. I actually have a good story about that time I saw Dane Cook. I uh, went and got a couple beers and, and dinner with my buddy. <laughs> was it not watching Dane Cook? It wasn't watching Dane Cook at <laughs> okay, all. Okay, cool. Continue. Actually, had nothing Continue to do with with, <laughs> with his bits or his, uh, his his jokes or anything like that. Uh, we get into, and mind you, I had only been to the Spectrum twice before that. I saw a 76ers game as a child, and I think I went to the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus there. Probably, definitely as a child as well. Uh, this time, <clears throat> I'm like 24 or something like that. And uh, we get in there and it's like, bloop. and I don't mean like the atmosphere of the crowd. I mean like my stomach. Like, oh, my God. And <clears throat> get myself to a bathroom. And I don't know. I There's some people who have no shame. I don't like pooping in, in bathrooms like that. They were relatively clean. But get in there, and, and uh, apparently the women's room was way too backed up. So women just decided, fuck it. I'm going into the men's room. And I had, <clears throat> I was in the stall where the uh, uh, the thing didn't latch all the way. And I, like, I heard, like, boys, look out. You shouldn't be in the stalls anyway. We're coming in. And it's four of them. And I think it's like five or six stalls to this bathroom. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If they come in here... <laughs> They'll never let me. Live. These strangers that I'll never see again will never let me live this town. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that like, seems like a prime opportunity to just fucking turn around. Yeah, yeah. Let them open the door and see what happens. Give them the uh, what's what's it from really? waiting where you tuck it, the dick and the balls through the legs. What's that? That's the. Uh, I forget what the fucking what they called it. I think that's a. I think that's trans appropriation these days, buddy. Yeah, God. Yeah. Oh, they they gave they gave my bathroom latch a try. I held it shut. I was like, nope, not coming in here. And they're like, what are you uh, doing in there? And I will finally, shit on your faces. God, <laughs> you don't want to see this fucking, you don't want to see this cheesesteak I just ate from downtown, girl. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> coming out like cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in Philly all day. Fuck you. Uh, all right. Hey, man, we, 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 we did a bit earlier on the show about James Jeffrey something or other who stole a uh, patrol car. Jeremiah James Taylor. Jeremiah James Taylor out of Colorado. We're moving on to the great state of Missouri. We did a bit last week uh, about a man who gave a woman an STD in a car and his insurance company showed out $5 million. This has to do with Bass Pro Shop. And this here, folks, is friend or foe. That's right, and I've already sent this particular friend or foe to our legal counsel to go ahead and dissect, and I quote, uh, I haven't gotten a news story that's piqued my interest in quite some time. So here it is. Hold a on. Missouri man. Alan said, or Adam said that? Yeah, because th- 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 this is a very, I <laughs> this is the thing. I always feel like the more boring the legal aspect of the story is, the more exciting it is for him because that means there's a lot of nuance inside of it. Okay. I mean, but that is exciting, but that also says that anything that we've given him in the recent past is shit. <laughs> he hasn't been interested in anything we've sent to him other than this. I, well, I think, I think, I think from his perspective, from a legal standpoint, that, like most of the stuff we send him is pretty cut and dry mm-hmm. for this one. There's a lot more ambiguity and he's not sure which way the chips are going to fall on okay. this. And so a Missouri man has filed a class action lawsuit against Bass Pro Shops, uh, claiming they refused to honor a lifetime warranty on socks that he purchased. Hold on to yours. It gets more exciting. The lawsuit (laughs) filed this month by Springfield resident Kent Slaughter, which sounds like 
somebody Rowdy Roddy Piper would have played in the John Carpenter movie back in 1985. Uh, claims that Bass Pro Shops uh, has uniformly misrepresented to customers that its apparel product, Redhead Lifetime Guarantee All-Purpose Wool Socks, is sold with a lifetime guarantee. According to the suit, Slaughter purchased socks from Bass Pro in hopes of a lifetime warranty and that the warranty was a major factor in his decision to purchase said socks. The lawsuit states that at one time, Bass Pro would replace the socks with a free replacement each time the socks would wear out. But now, Bass Pro replaces the socks with a new, different pair of socks that only comes with a limited 60-day warranty. The suit states that Bass Pro has now added a stripe design to the 60-day sock so that employees know that no warranty will be honored for those socks beyond the limited warranty period. According to the lawsuit between 2014 and 2021, Slaughter purchased a total of 12 socks from Bass Pro Superstores in Springfield. It says Slaughter returned multiple pairs of socks starting in 2015 and got a no-charge exchange under the lifetime warranty. But according to Slaughter, things changed in 2021 when he attempted to return the pair of socks. The suit says that he was told by a store clerk not to assist in the exchange. Eventually, he was given a distinctive marked pair of socks. The lawsuit alleges that Bass Pro designs, manufactures, markets, advertises, and sells the product with the following statement. The last sock you'll ever need to buy. That was very long, but I wanted to make sure we dotted all of our I's and crossed yeah. all of our T's here. So, friend or foe, should a store be forced to honor a guarantee in all situations? Friend, you didn't double check the bottom line. Therefore, if you made the guarantee, you honor the guarantee. Or foe, people should be reasonable when they purchase these products that say they're guaranteed. If what a sock will say is supposed to do reasonably should you reasonably uh, expect to have that sock replaced in its entirety alan she'll start with you uh i already can't remember which one's which but fucking i'm gonna go with you know fuck fuck big corporate america they should just give the man <laughs> a pair of, fuck, give the man a pair of socks it's just a single pair of socks i mean maybe he does it like over and over again but, like, it's just a pair of socks, man. Like, give, well, give, give the man some socks. I agree with you. Uh, and I'll say this. He bought 12 pairs, which okay. means he expected he expected to return a pair of socks yeah. every month as he wanted a new pair of socks. Yeah. 12 months in the year. Yeah. So I feel as though he was definitely – working this guarantee yeah. to its fullest extent. Yeah. <clears throat> to say, uh, Mr. Kent Slaughter has got some fucking Fred Flintstone feet. That's one thing. If he's going through these, uh, was it? Redhead lifetime guarantee, all purpose wool socks, uh, months at a time, which well, what's the slogan? The last pair of socks you'll ever own. Not apparently to Mr. Slaughter as he's fucking, I, what is this guy? Mulch with these things on with razor blades in them or something yeah. like that. The The weird thing about this is, okay, <clears throat> I know, okay, I know multiple people who have bought certain uh, items with lifetime guarantees, mainly jackets. Uh, you'll get like leather jackets or outdoor jackets and the companies that they buy these from are extremely uh, customer service friendly and, and will return them. Like, hey, uh, give us your address. We'll get you a pre, uh, pre-packaged box, pre, um, pre-labeled, put your old one in here. 
uh, we'll get you a new one. The exact same thing or as close as we can, uh, which is, you know, Christ at customer service level and, and, and expectation. That's amazing. I think Mr. Slaughter juiced this thing as much as he possibly could, especially at a Bass Pro Shop. Do you think someone at corporate's not going to catch up with this? But God, this guy's just been returning socks for, you know, every two months for the last 12 years. You know, at some point, Bass Pro Shop's going to wise up and just say, fuck you. Kiss our ass. Take us to court there, Mr. Well, that's Slaughter. What- that's why I, you know, when we eventually get back to our um, asking for a friend, I do want to ask if they're if they are technically honoring the warranty because though they're not giving him a one for one exchange for the you know lifetime guarantee sock, yeah, they are replacing the sock with a lesser sock. But they're saying, hey, we're giving you a brand new sock. These wore out. We do apologize. Here's another pair of socks. However, they do say that this is. The last pair of socks you'll ever buy. Well, he probably uses so, them as nut rags, if you ask me. He's probably fucking <laughs> probably come, <laughs> coming all up in those things. Now, why why does he go to Bass Pro Shop though? If, if okay, hold on. What the manufacturer of this is not Bass Pro Shop, right? It's Redhead. Um, I'm well. I'm I'm guessing that Bass Pro Shop is the only distributor of this sock. Like when you. If you make a product and you sign a deal with a specific company and they're the only distributor, then the distributor has to honor the, the guarantee that's made. So when the distributor mm. takes on the, the, the product, they're taking on the guarantee attached to the product. Right. It's kind of like when Tommy Boy sells the uh, brake pad to that company. It says, <laughs> if you want a guaranteed piece of shit, I'll take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed. I got spare time. Um, I, I, I think what I was going to get at was like, why doesn't he just go to the distributor then? Why does he just buy it from them if it's a lifetime guarantee? And th- they'll honor it. A lot of those companies do. Yeah, I think, but I think that's the point is that maybe, or maybe Bass Pro Shop owns, who but knows? Owns I can't the, answer your question. Bass Pro Shop, Bass Pro Shop owns their ass. That's it. Yes. Sort of like Shaq and the, the, the ring doorbell. You know, it's, it's almost like one and one, one and the same. Okay. If you ring door, if you ring doorbell, if you ring doorbell, shut down. Just call me up. I'll bring you a new one. But, okay. So I guess, Wes, friend or foe, should the company always honor the guarantee or should um, people be reasonable about the guarantees that they're, they're purchasing? I, I'm torn on this because... Man, that is a that's a hell of a slogan you make. Uh, these are guaranteed for life, last pair of socks you'll ever buy. Yeah. And then if they're not, I mean, but then again, like you said, what if he's using them to wax his car? You know, what if he's using them for other things besides socks? Should they be? And can and does a to- company really have time to be like? So on the fourth of December, we saw that you were outside and you were shoveling. Hands got cold. <laughs> you decided to put our socks on your hands. Use warmers. Did we you not, Mister Kent? We saw it through the uh, through the shack lens that you have in your front door. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean, change the slogan then. Change yeah. the slogan. I mean, it, it, I'm I'm friend. I'm with Mister Slaughter here. Lifetime guarantee. Okay, yeah. I, th- th- this isn't some like made up bullshit about you know like hey best crab cakes in the in the entire Mid Atlantic and you taste them like mm, I, I don't know I've had I've had better going to market guaranteed then market guaranteed for 90 days i get it that shit doesn't sell but uh i don't offer a rebate or a replacement you know this guy found a loophole in the system bass pro shop 
found the loophole and they closed the hole. I don't, uh, I don't discredit Bass Pro Shop on this. They're, they're, they're big business. They're doing what they need to do. And Ken Slaughter's probably the least of their fucking worries, but you know, uh, whatever. Right, right now he's a pretty big worry. I mean, this is a class action, a class action lawsuit. Like, how many people? How many other Ken Slaughters are there? It's like th- th- this law firm was like, did you buy? <laughs> Wait, I'm waiting for that commercial to come on. You know, like you've got like the vaginal mesh. Did you have a vaginal mesh implant between the years 1995 and 2005? You might be awarded $40 in a class action lawsuit. Did they call like everybody at the bat? Did you buy redhead stepchild wool <laughs> socks from Bass Pro Shop? You might be entitled to a dollar and a pair of socks. I gotta love this. So I wonder. Make it a check for forty-eight cents. It's fucking terrible. I see a. Um, I uh, I see. I got some contact information in Yellow Book. Do you want to get Mister Slaughter on the show? Oh my up right god! Now? If we, if we can, oh my god! Yeah, we could have him on with our legal counsel. That would be amazing. A four-way right. Zoom, five-way Zoom. I don't think this guy knows how to use Zoom. All right, I think you're going to get a phone call with a with a face. Oh no, he knows. He knows how to. He knows how to use the legal system to get free <laughs> socks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't undersell this guy. Yeah, he's do, clearly a criminal mastermind. Do you guys remember probably 25, to, well, probably more like 30 years ago, um, where 7-Eleven was offering a free gas for life prom- promotion? Mm, I don't remember that one. I remember the Harrier Jet, and uh, and I remember some of the Marlboro Miles uh, debacles. But no, I don't remember this one. Yeah, Seven Eleven was all, like free gasoline for life, and I remember my parents being like, "Oh my god, that'd be wow! Can you imagine that?" And my, I, I remember my dad telling you, "Like, I bet you in ten years they don't honor it. I bet you there's there's stipulations to this: how much you can get a week, how much you can get a month, how much you can get a year, and that that's fine. Any any free gas is free gas, but." Uh, but man, phew, free gas for life. Fuck me. I would, I would suck a 64 ounce Slurpee into my asshole. Okay. Okay. For, for free gas. Yeah. Yeah. You, you lingered on suck for quite a while there. I would <laughs> suck. <laughs> I would suck Ken Slaughter's out. fucking toes through a red herring sock or whatever the fuck it's called. I mean, five dollars a gallon. I mean, <laughs> hey man, business is business, right? <laughs> Times are tough, bro. Mm. Yeah. So, Mer, where do you stand, uh, friend or foe? Man, I am. I I, I gotta go. I gotta is this? Go are you? Are Mr. you? Are you friend with a little bit of foey aftertaste? Is that kind of where you're sitting there? Yeah. You know what? Let me. Okay. Let me go. Right. Okay. So, friend was. Um, Okay, so friend was honor the guarantee. Foe was, you know, be re- customers should be reasonable. Did you uh, um, did, did you get that I, between your notes of uh, Shax and Nark? Is that what you're like, Shax and Nark, friend yeah. or foe? All right, <laughs> it's written in chicken scratch pencil. Okay, um, I think with the amount of hubris that they put in the bottom line of the guarantee, that they have to guarantee them. However, I don't like the Kent Slaughters of the world who. You know, like they're like the couponers, man. They're like the guys who dumpster dive for the weekly flyer. And then they they suck up an entire register with 45 fucking shopping carts. And they cleared off an entire aisle of cinnamon toast crunch because if they found a loophole where if you buy 75 boxes, they're all free. Like they're, you know, like they ruin it for reasonable people. Like now when I try to reasonably return something, 
I'm going to have to go through some strange paperwork process and you know, they're going to have to file away my social security number and da, 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 da. I hate the Kent Slaughters, but I also hate when a company like really embellishes on what they're giving you. So if you uh, if you guarantee it, God damn it, words got to mean something. A guarantee's got to be a guarantee. There's a there's a whole professional marketing team, a fucking legal team that like there's a fucking you know graphic design that made packaging for it, and they were they all of those fucking safeguards were like, yep, check this unfuck this impossible guarantee that we just slapped on this pair of socks, and nobody said anything, and now fucking Johnny Bass Pro is fucking very upset in this at the board meeting because fucking Slaughter's getting over on socks like once a month mm-hmm. over in the fucking Duluth, Minnesota branch. And he's very upset about it. Duluth, like, Minnesota. Like, you, you can't, like, man, I think it all circles back to you said it on your packaging. Fuck you. Give me socks. Yeah, because, I mean, you could start a great grift off of this, man. You get on Craigslist. You're like, you got worn out socks. You call Ken Slaughter. I'll get you a free pair. <laughs> like, he's just got, like, a garage full of these things. them out, takes the old, gets the new ones, sells them for, like, half price. I mean, that could be – that's a great racket, man. That's Actually, no, it's, it's a terrible racket. It's a racket. We'll say that. Baseline, it is a grift that I, I don't know, man. It's a bad hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Kent Slaughter this ain't a hobby for him. Well, this is very this is life. Yeah, oh yeah. Kent Slaughter uh, uh deep dives into lifetime guarantees of all types of things. It fucks it all up. Well, you know did. that. Every fucking shovel, every jacket, every fucking <laughs> tooth toothpaste. Uh and it doesn't have to be lifetime guarantee, like no cavities, uh zero cholesterol. You know, condom will never break ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a risky game. Like lots of lot like I said, lots of layers of professionals that should have been like, mm, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. What are, what are these made out of? Fucking Teflon. What are these made out of? Wool? Yeah, no, we're not gonna be able to we're not gonna be able to go ahead and say this is the last pair of socks you're gonna own. That's it's not gonna fly. Yeah, and if like let's say, okay, if Gore made them. All right, then I might get it. But what was this? Yeah. Like redhead extravagant? What uh, kind of socks was it? Well, the, I don't They're get wool. Okay, it. says, quote, redhead, redhead yeah, lifetime socks. guarantee all purpose wool socks. Is that a sock by made by redhead or something like that? Oh, here we go. We got the uh, no, it's probably one. got a it's, it's yes, got redhead red. apparel at Raspberry so. Shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. These things, look at this. This looks like Hanes extravaganza. This doesn't. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't wear, I wear, like, generally speaking, like, athletic socks. So, like, never once have I been like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick me up a set of these bad boys right here. Like, uh, maybe I'm the wrong demographic, too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't hunt or fish or fucking any of that goofy shit. So, maybe I'm not the redhead sock demographic, but. It is redhead, yeah. Uh, and yeah. It's, it's produced by Bass Pro Shop. Yeah. See, look, it even says it right there. The last pair of socks you will ever buy. Bottom line is, like, it's wool. Sheep live in a much harsher climate than my feet will ever be involved in. So, yes, technically, they should last (laughs) under reasonable conditions. 
unless I, you know what if i'm bass pro shops i would drag him in the court and be like present your feet how often do you cut your toenails you know just give him the do you have any fungus like really just fucking lace into him and just make a spectacle of it yeah. fucking just really and, get, and make sure everybody knows about kent slaughter get his uh get his wife on stand on the stand and ask ask her about his feet tell us about your okay, husband's buddy. uh foot cleaning you're you're really stretching that Kent Slaughter's got a significant other. <laughs> no. Okay. Not. His boyfriend then. No another significant <laughs> other has time for this. <laughs> okay. His ex-wife. <laughs> Maybe she's the ex because of this. I couldn't stand it. He scanned all the time. His feet suck, by the way. Yeah. He just never he never washed his feet ever. <sighs> Hang nails every day. On all yeah. ten toes, oh. both sides. He's like, no wonder he was returning them. His fucking big toes just slicing these things up like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I got on him once, reverse cowgirl, and fell and sliced my chin. <laughs> Look, I got I got stitches. There's a scar. <laughs> Wait, you think these redhead fucking you think these redhead socks stood a chance? You think <laughs> uh, might as well put his feet in fucking Kevlar. She comes in as a character witness. Yeah. Bass Pro Child, we got your ex wife here. <laughs> if the sock don't fit. <laughs> this sounds like another episode of Flight Court. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell that joke when I'm sipping a beer, dude. You got to wait till I'm. Um, I almost spit that over everything. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Fun back Friday. Here we go. That's right, class holes of all financial statuses. It is time to get your minds filled with five fun facts. Brought to you, of course, by the Shin Splints Recovery Group. If you've got any pain below the knee and above the ankle and you're an idiot and you want to get yourself some information off of Facebook, find yourself the Shin Splints Recovery Group, the ever-growing, non-medically sound group uh, on Facebook. Uh, I saw a Syrian refugee asking about his shin splints. Well, stop running from corrupt governments. Just suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> and know your place. Hydrate up. <laughs> That's right. O-M-G. Facts. Did you know it would take 7 billion particles of fog to fill a teaspoon? Hmm. I mean, particles are small, so that makes sense. <laughs> it's very scientific of us. <laughs> the particles are small. The best I could do. Next, <laughs> anyway, I know. I don't really know how any follow up on that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's capped it off pretty well there. I, I, but I do feel like a particle of something I can see, you know, it, it, it just seems like, I mean, a teaspoon, it's like, yeah, that. next time you're driving through the fog, think about that. Be like, damn, there's a lot of particles here. <laughs> you're like, this isn't even a teaspoon. <laughs> and about a mile, we'll get to a tablespoon. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Got uh, you got right. another appointment to Kermit <laughs> to see what he's up to. Oh shit! Uh, oh man! Ah, uh, that's like that's a couple billion particles right there. It's like a quarter <laughs> teaspoon. <laughs> okay. Did you know a jeep was once called a 
GP or GP spelled J E E P E E meaning general purpose vehicle. So we just bastardized the two letters and now it's called a Jeep. Mm. Mm. I did not know that. Well, that hell of a, I mean, I'm glad they, uh, God, they veered off that bullshit marketing plan. Were they were they pieces of shit then too, or is it just now? <laughs> oh, how dare you! Because as the owner of a, <laughs> as the owner of a Jeep Wrangler, um, oh. no, it's just, dude. They used to like back in World War II. They used to actually just like they would come disassembled so they could fit in a crate. Yeah, and they would just yeah. drop them, and yeah. they're like, yeah, what do we need these for? Eh, it's general purpose. And they called them GPS, and then. They're yeah. saying GP over it again. It's just called them Jeeps. So, yeah, no, I've always wanted an original Jeep, but I found somebody um, while I was working. Somebody actually has a World War II Jeep, and I got in it, and I'm like, it's terrible. Huh. It's awful. I, I mean, like, this is um, this is several vertebrae that will, you know, be fused together after hitting a couple of speed bumps. And But, I mean, they get they do what they do. I mean, they, they you can, yeah. oh, you can yeah. drive them through anything. Yeah. They very much have a purpose. It's mm. it's general. It's not to save gas either. No. It's just no, it to, not. Now it's just to make people look like douchebags and give little rubber duckies to each other. Fucking weirdos. That's a thing? Yeah. I that's, got pissed that's, at, that's the whole thing. I got pissed at the wave, man. That fucking got old. First, I was like, I'm driving down the road. I see everybody waving. I'm like, fuck. If I don't wave, I'm the asshole. So then I was like, oh. Yeah, you're, not, you're not in the cult. Yeah. And then uh, what's this rubber duck thing you got to do now? Oh, I don't know. So like if you see like Jeeps in the wild, you like, I don't know, you have like a rubber duck and then like you go sit it on their bumper or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You people are fucking weird. I was hoping you could tell me. Fucking No, that's that sounds like a four door Jeep owner, not a two door. OK, which I am. I'm a two door Jeep owner. All right. I didn't get this fucking I didn't buy it because it's an SUV. I bought it because it can go through fucking four feet of snow and not fucking miss a beat. That's why I bought mine. But can it? Yeah. Like your Um, very commercially made fucking basic Jeep Wrangler do that. Well, mine is a 2008 Jeep Wrangler. It's when they went to the straight. That's when they went to the straight six uh, V6 engine. And uh, when I was down in slower, lower Delaware, we actually did get four feet of snow down there. And like, I don't remember what year it was, but I'm like, fuck, man, I'm working at a, working at a radio station. We got a note that says I'm allowed to be on the road. I'm emergency personnel. Like, fuck, I am going telling my dick jokes on a fucking radio station. <laughs> and yeah, I had to drive there, made it through four feet of fucking snow, four wheel drive. Took me an hour and a half to make a 20 minute drive. You still own it? Yeah, it's out in the it's, it's out in the driveway because it does only get uh, I think the best it gets is about 18 miles a gallon. Uh-huh. And in this four to five dollar uh, gas range, I will be driving my 30 mile to the gallon Honda Civic. Did you, you know, keep it keep it handy for uh, when young William uh, gets around to driving, you know, that'd be a, that'd be a great first car. No, it would be. But the car I just bought maria this last year i was like oh shit by the time he's ready to drive that'll be 10 years old and safer and not a stick shift which will be absolutely obsolete by the time he gets there yeah good point now well g eep this was gp that's what you call there you go you got a fun fact about jeeps alan i see your eyes scrolling well, back yeah so apparently there's like so there's a hierarchy to the wave 
like oh god apparently like lesser let's call them jeep peasants are supposed to initiate the wave uh based upon like the make of your fucking jeep the color of or i guess the model of your jeep the the color and its appearance and it's like i guess i don't know what the scale is but like it's it, your your jeep's appearance fitting what jeeps are made for which is like going off-roading and doing jeep stuff like does right. that make sense? I'm, I'm, like if you have like a basic fucking jeep with no fucking lift kits and no fucking spare tire covers that fucking have let's go brandon flags then you've got to initiate the wave because you are a peon and that person oh. is an alpha yeah is an alpha oh. jeep owner. yes so you well doesn't need to be like i am subservient to you big jeep Here's what you get from me, okay? I've got, I'm driving down the road. I see another G coming. You get this from me. Two fingers above the yeah. steering wheel as I drive. That's all you get. Boom. Peace out. Welcome. That way I just, you know, these fucking cheap people. Okay. Well, apparently yeah. that's it. Like two finger, the two finger up on the steering wheel wave is like mm. it. It's like the thing. I think you should start giving the shocker. Wave. Two in the pink. One instant. And then the ducks, they're like little rubber duckies. Like, you know, you see them variations all over the God place. Damn it. This is what happens when fucking housewives get fucking Jeeps. From it is their fucking construction worker, fucking husband. Exactly right. They start creating twatty fucking. Oh, I like it beyond the wave. This is what happens when you fucking make a Jeep in fucking Pepto-Bismol pink and you let a woman put salt life stickers all over it. And this, <laughs> this is what you fucking get. Like you get rubber duckies. So apparently you leave for a little rubber duckies on other Jeep people's like bumpers, like somewhere where they'll see it. They're wheel. Well, I guess fucking with like a little note being like, you got ducked. Ha ha ha. Pass along. Uh, and this is why I hate Jeep people. Yeah, and that's a, that's a fair critique and yeah. criticism. Yeah. Did you know? Deep. <laughs> Did you know there are over 60,000 acres of shopping malls in the U.S.? Man, an acre's big, so I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> no, but I can tell you that I keep, like, in my in work, in my professional life, I keep running into, like, empty ones. And they're like, well, we got to yeah, turn them into or, like, empty schools. And shit like that. They're like, well, don't know what to do with these things. Let's uh, let's make them fucking like. I think most of them Bars. are turning. In, well, no, most of them are turning into like, strangely enough, like uh, like sporting complex. Like you know, they're gonna like, hmm. turn. They're gonna turn like every like they're gonna turn every KB toys into like a fucking like a full court basketball court, and it's just gonna be like, okay. You know what I mean? Like those indoor kind of like sport facilities where they make multiple fields and courts and shit. Yeah. Well, hasn't the whole fucking criticism of, uh, of of youth that so many people have fucking diabetes because kids aren't active anymore? Yeah. Fine. All right. You don't want to go out into the woods and kick rocks and kill things and fucking burn stuff and blow things up and I don't know, dick around in your in your socks that don't have lifetime guarantees, then <clears throat> stuff you inside these arenas. Yeah, we're gonna take you to where I used to buy cheap Auntie Anne's pretzels <laughs> and fucking. <laughs> Maybe, maybe get into some mischief with a girl in a movie theater. Mm. Let's uh, let's go. <laughs> okay, Wes, from, what? A, from from a, from a town thirty miles away. Yeah. I'll never see her again. What school you go to, baby? Oh, I'll never come to you. Bye. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm 12. I can't drive. <laughs> What's your AOIM name? I'll see you at the food court. <laughs> a- a- ASL, baby. <laughs> what were we gonna say? Um, yeah. I was gonna say, like, okay, when when the outlet mall, Wes is aware of the Perryville Outlet Mall, and soon everyone will be aware of be aware of Perryville, Maryland, because of our fine casino and upcoming water park. Um, yeah, the great wolf lodge. I, 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 I always wondered why, like. Why didn't they turn the outlet mall into like, like I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say like a nightclub, but like, imagine every store was like a different type of like bar or restaurant, and then you were able to like mingle open air, open carry, like that parking lot was huge. Yeah, you could fill that place with degenerates just fucking walking around, grabbing orange crushes at every third store. <laughs> Talking like a like anti- a party block scenario, but on steroids. Yeah. Yes, got it. And that thing was built perfect for it. It was like a quarter mile long from front to back, and it was just all stores. And if you turned all those stores into some kind of like either bar or restaurant or caddy, you know, every other one, god damn, that would have been a fucking time. Yeah, people I mean, would have actually gone. That would have been a great time. And I, but, but what do you what do you want me to say, man? First of all, we do you know what the fucking population of Perryville was then and or now or close to it. I don't know, like 5,000. Oh, God, you're being generous. It's like 3,200. Yeah. All right. Second of all, okay, so yes, there is a surrounding area. You're going to have to get a populace. Uh, a thing like that, something that's, what, three football fields long? You're going to have to get every young person within a tri-state area. And then what? Like the, the, the Maryland State Police are going to be like, yeah, hey, you got to drive here and you got to drive home. Make sure you bring a sober driver. <laughs> yuck, yuck. Come on. <laughs> I get it. You got a hard on. You thought about it. You thought it would have been great. And I don't know. Maybe if fucking Bezos had backed it, you know, your boy, Bezos. <laughs> oh, if it was, if it was like Tesla, could if have backed it was, this. Bezos. If it was Musk themed, it would have been fucking over. <laughs> yeah, uh, imagine. Yeah, I know. Listen, I, I, I applaud your. Uh, ideology and fairy tale idea of what could have been, what could have been, but no. He said, "God damn, he really, he really shut you down there." I worked there. I they know. found a fucking body from New Jersey. Some wise guys killed some people in New Jersey. And like, we got to get rid of this. We need to drive it to Maryland to a fucking mall. You know, and they dumped it. You know, in where every ne- bean fucking dumpster. I was gonna say, you know, where they'll never find it: the Perryville Outlet. No, no one goes there. I was like, did you work at a Jeffrey Bean? I worked at a Jeffrey Bean and an Izod. Jesus. What do you mean, Jesus? Fucking, that's sweet. You probably had the dopest fucking old man wardrobe. <laughs> Dude, this, <laughs> this is this is late 90s, my friend. Okay. This was like that was top of like, man, if you worked at Bass and you were walking around in some fucking cheap leather shoes, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- they were like they would bring Asian tourists there to go to the Nike outlet store where shoes were five dollars cheaper than where you could find them anywhere else. True. It's true. If you want, if, if you could get yourself because because uh, Bass was also owned by Bass was owned by Van Heusen, which was under the Bean mm. Jeffrey Bean banner. Uh, yeah. If you got yourself some like some nice slick boots, you could get an AOL IM name of a girl at a mall 30 miles down the road and never talk to her again. I mean that that like, could right. fucking happen. You can make away messages about her. 
Yeah. Cryptically. The one that got away. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. That was like <laughs> that was like that was like first date territory too. It's like, hey, uh, I want to pick you up. I'll take you over to Denny's and then we'll go to walk around the outlet mall. We'll get some sp- get some sparrows. We can share a slice. Someone- we didn't have sparrows. No. <laughs> <laughs> you only had Italian, you only had Jersey dead bodies, not Jersey pizza. <laughs> It. It's a Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen subway combo, and Denny's right next to it. But what Murr's talking about is taking them to that place for dinner, and then going down and walking around the outlet mall. Mm. Murr undoubtedly walked them through and fucked sabotage the date by being like, "Look, I got this great idea about turning this into a fucking nightclub. Hear me out." Shit, I wasn't even that forward thinking back then, buddy. Did you know? When an egg floats in water, it has gone bad and should not be eaten. I didn't know that. Didn't know that. that I do. It's an omelet maker. I check them out. So what do you do? You fill up a glass of water and drop the egg in? Yeah. Okay. Not, uh, not, not regularly. If, if, if I bought it within the last week, I trust it. Anything after a week, I drop them. And I've, I, I actually, I guess... of the hundreds I've done, like more, probably more like, Tens of thousands. Uh, I've only had like one. Really? Good. Yeah, because I'll, I'll check the expiration date on the carton. And if it's like more than a week old, I'm like, oh, I better check these fuckers. And then I'll yeah. throw them in there. And, and and by the way, scientifically, what happens is there's a small pocket of air in the bottom of every egg. And then if it's rotten, it fills up with a gas, like a rotting whatever. Like, uh, what, what would gas be? Mm. Either, way. Either way. Probably. Either way. Yes, and then it makes it more buoyant, and then it'll float. And so, if you got a floaty egg, throw it away. Speaking of gas, did you realize that uh, the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, two times in the last week has smelled like poop? Nope, did not know that. Yeah, it has to do with gas leaks. So I didn't realize this. Natural gas is smells like butt. No, natural gas actually is is uh, odorless. Is it? They, they yes. have to add stuff to uh, it in order for you to be able to be like, "Holy shit, something's going wrong." And they've had the same gas leak twice in the city of Charlotte, right in the downtown area too. This isn't like some outskirt area where there's strip malls, <laughs> acres of them, by the way. Uh, it's like right, right in the fucking beating heart of Charlotte, North Carolina. Hmm. Ah, you smell that? It's Ric Flair going, woo. <laughs> oh i i mean are they evacuating I mean, yeah, are they doing anything about it uh, not that i'm aware of i think he's just like hold tight folks we'll take care of this god because you know there's just some asshole just ready to light a cigarette and kill the entire populace mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck that. one of the guys working on it right yeah Fuck that. turn it off they just flick it down to the manhole too there it goes yeah That'll go out somewhere. Look, man, I'm on my Union 15. You need to fucking back the fuck up. <laughs> right. My Union 15. <laughs> and finally, did you know a group of ravens is called an unkindness? Is it? Uh, I think crows is a murder, right? Yeah. Yeah. An unkindness. Yes. No, I did not. <laughs> like, like I mean that really pussifies the ravens versus the crows look there's a murder of crows there's an unkindness of ravens I was going to say <laughs> yeah if I try to break that out in some sort of like weird bar trivia amongst my friends I'm going to get 
fucking dick tat. Hey, did you guys know that? Uh... No, it's not. <laughs> Come I might on, use that for bar trivia. What's that? I said I might use that for bar trivia. Oh, you still hosting? Uh, no, but I want to get back into it. I actually got asked to host a, a rehearsal dinner the other day. So I'll be hosting <laughs> trivia at a rehearsal dinner in like a week or two. Mm. Yeah. Now, will you be hosting the rehearsal dinner as well or just the trivia at the rehearsal dinner? I mean, I could master of ceremonies just about anything. So if they want me to uh, no, I, I think we're just uh, we're going to we're like invited and then we'll we'll like and then we're going to do a little lighthearted like wedding themed trivia. I think you should do some sort of trivia on like divorce rates, prenups. That's what I have I have a whole I have a whole. Uh, there's basically a whole half of categories. It's like uh, fucking leading causes of divorce. Um, no, you know, number the top STDs for married couples. Uh, you know, just things of that nature. Uh, prenups for or against. It's just it's really it's not even a trivia question. It's just an opinion to make people angry. Uh, so it'll be fun. Wow, dude, I, I I'd have to really delve into my memory banks for this, but I want the greatest thing I ever hosted is uh, we did a newlywed game at a bar and nice. I was the host. Oh, dude. Oh, I got uh, dude. That, that was so because it was almost like a fucking roast. Yeah, I got to just sit there and roast three couples like based on their answers. Like it was just, I mean, I had to be quick. Don't don't get me wrong, but I was yeah. fucking fire. Yeah. And it was it was great, especially with the, like the crowd behind you. Where you can do no wrong, and it's like, ah, we're just having fun here. We're just having fun. Yeah. Oh no, man, that that's the best glorious. part. Like you could just—it is literally like you—you you can do no wrong, and you have a microphone in your hand. So what's anybody going to do? Yell over you? It's, like yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorite things to do when people start arguing with me. Like you can't get louder than the guy with the microphone. Shut up. Stop yelling. Bye. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I got a microphone. Like, ha 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 ha! Idiot. Like. And, and I'm wearing a suit and tie, you know, like, yeah. so like I'm the authority. So fuck you. Whatever I say is funny and yep. fuck yourself. Yeah, I tend to uh, I tend to just get willy nilly with it. I'll, I'll I'll get like I'll be like, I don't know. Draw me. Draw me a funny picture. You get an extra point and people will fucking go ape shit. <laughs> I, had, I had like a penis with wings flying over a valley once. It was fucking insane. They got two points. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> that's, that's a good point right there. <laughs> yeah. So. Things to think about. No, if, they I love, the, if they had done the balls, it could have been three. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy having the microphone and like being up in front of people because it's it's great. Yes. Yes, it is. And you know what's great? That is your fun fact Friday. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so many facts. Typically before you go is a uh, funny, lighthearted news segment. But this week... We're actually going to start this. We're going to try to create a uh, little bit of a schedule. Uh, before you go, <clears throat> the middle class is going to review a good, bad movie. If you recall way back when, when we were the four, when I was podcast, we did a top five, good, bad movies. And then we did a listener's submission of good, bad movies. And actually Mur remembers that quite well. Cause we were up till about midnight. He's like, does it ever fucking end? Cause we, we did them all. Uh, but Hey, so once a month, we're going to review a good, bad movie. My my week this week is uh, my, my, my week this week. My movie this month is uh, we've quoted this quite a few times here on the uh, middle class holes. Saving Silverman, 2001 comedy, an hour and 30 minutes long, got uh, 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's outlandish. 
19% starting Steven Zahn, Jack Black, Jason Biggs, also known as <clears throat> what's his face from uh American Pie. American Pie, American Amanda Pie. Pete, and the uh the gymnast turned uh Catholic girl, Ama- Amanda Detmer. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, but I, I I was shocked at 19%. Also 19%. Somebody should get fired. Right. 81, 81, and- 81% of you of Google uh users like the movie. Yeah. I'll give you a few of uh give you a few of the Rotten Tomato um uh dissection slash crit- criticisms, but go ahead and your thoughts on uh Saving Silverman. Murray, you were like back when movies could be movies. Cinematic masterpiece. Well, back when comedies could be comedies, like, and I've heard this criticism before, like in the last like five to seven years, like there, there hasn't been like what Deadpool was maybe like your best action movie slash comedy because they can't do. We're so woke now. We're so afraid of offending anybody. You can't make a good comedy anymore. The Hangover might have been the last great true comedy movie, maybe Bridesmaids. How old are those movies now? Yeah. As I say, uh, um, uh, wedding crashers. What about Silverman would be so offensive, though? I mean, I mean uh, just the, the jokes laced in between. Just, kinda, just uh, the yeah. the fact that Jack Black is like fighting gayness. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like that wouldn't even be a theme that you could kind of. It would. It wouldn't be funny to like joke about someone questioning their sexuality. Like, there's so know. much bullshit going on in society. Saving Silverman. Like it, it hit all those, it just hit all those nonsense notes. And that's what a comedy should do. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be an escape. And it, it, it was, it was a, it's a great, it's a great bad movie. You're right. Alan, before we get to you, you're right. JD McNugent, uh, struggling, <laughs> struggling along the lines of homosexuality and eventually making out with the drill sergeant from Arlie, <laughs> Arlie, 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 yeah. Uh, God rest his soul. Is, is I was gonna say, I think you were missed a glaring one, like not even a, even more so than that. Like, I was thinking, I mean, the whole movie is like basically just they kidnap a woman and keep her in the basement and fucking <laughs> so that their friend doesn't marry her because they hate her. Like, yeah, it's, it, I think, like, we missed the whole kidnapping portion. I mean, yeah, people would probably throw get all up in arms about fucking making jokes about Jack Black being gay. But like, yeah, no, it was he's probably right. I fucking love that movie. It's yeah. when you said it in the chat, I was like, yes, but it's not a good, bad movie to me. It's a good, good movie. to me. It's a good, good movie. Yeah. But I just based on like the reviews and things like that. Yeah, no, apparently, apparently Siskel and Ebert are fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, here's some of the here, well, here are some of the okay, some <laughs> hopefully he can sit on that dead thumb then. <laughs> Uh, a relentless misfire and ineptly stealing from a number of crude but more aptly executed comedies. Uh, a fairly worthless endeavor that squanders the effort of an unusually talented cast. Uh, the audience is the one who needs saving, not the title character. In this <laughs> latest entry, in this look how dumb I can get comedy sweet stakes. Uh, peppered with naked uh, senior citizens, trash-talking nuns, uh, and a bloody plastic surgeon uh, surgery operation. Silverman will be best enjoyed by people who truly believe gross and silly are synonyms for funny. Uh, I mean, t- well, sign, sign me up then. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, hundred <laughs> yeah, like percent. That, sounds- that last, that last line sealed the deal right there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I, there's just so many good pieces to it. Yeah. 
so said, many quotable lines. I mean, beer bong for the lady. I also like that scene where, uh, where it was it, uh, Darren, aka Jason Biggs, is trying to, uh, to you know, incorporate Judith into the into the friends group and be like, yeah, we're gonna go watch football. And it's not, you know, it's obviously it's not suited for most people, let alone someone as tight ass as Judith. And it's like, oh, you gotta. Me and we've been through a lot of games together. Let me make sure yeah. this thing. <laughs> that counts as it counts as one nacho. That's right. Well, yeah. that's because he won't answer the yeah, won't answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, Steve's on one of his finest performances. Yes. And I think he's he's a great actor any which way. His ability to play awkward is I don't know, man. There's not many people that can pull off the way like him being <laughs> Him being like the animal control specialist. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a loose sheep on the run out here. Uh, I'm just going to take care of it. Uh, and he just yeah. does that thing where he sticks his tongue in his jeans, just like stare with his eyes rolling around. Yeah. Uh, I like how, how, how the cops yeah. are like, all right, good work. All right, good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, what a crazy, I mean, <clears throat> crazy. Like, they fucking love Neil Diamond. And, I was gonna say you can't. It, it has a Neil Diamond cover band. Like, yeah. it yeah, it has Neil and Diamond Neil in Diamond. it. Diamond and Judith going on to explain that they have a what was it like a, like a psychiatric obsession with with Neil Diamond. Like, oh, in our profession, we call that this. After they yeah. get done showing in the Neil Diamond shrine, like, yeah, we love him. He's the greatest. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> I want to party with you. <laughs> He's like crying as he's reaching through security. <laughs> when she breaks Jack Black when he comes to check on her for food and the chicken outfit, like holy shit, man! Hey, dude, there's so much, there's so much greatness in that movie, and that's why you can't trust critics. You cannot trust the coasts. Anytime I hear about the electoral college being abolished, I think about the people that review movies like this one, and I'm like, America would be doomed, you crazy motherfuckers. I mean, touche, but I have this didn't win big in middle America. <laughs> I disagree. I, I, I disagree. I, di- I completely disagree. Funny is funny. And you know what? I feel like the people who gave this an 81%, they're the only ones that should be electing an elected official for any jurisdiction anywhere under any circumstance yeah i think and uh to a dig on jason biggs career which is like pretty much marred by all the american pie movies i don't know that this is better than those maybe maybe Mm. american pie one you can make a case but this this is his two two is pretty good too though two is good is it better than saving silverman I definitely don't I know give, as many lines from American Pie 2 as I know of Saving Silverman, if that could, if that's worth anything. Yeah. I think the thing that I, I think the thing that puts elevates Saving Silverman above the pie movies is that they're a part of a genre like the like the teenage raunch genre. Yeah. Whereas Saving Silverman is much more universal. Standalone. Yeah. Okay. Is it better than uh <clears throat> let's see here? <laughs> Damn it. Not much. Is it better than Loser or whatever that other Jason Biggs movie? Yes, it is. It's is way, it better way better. Than... Here, but see, here's a God. The thing is, is Jason Biggs, like the only reason this movie got greenlit is because American Pie was so huge. But Jason Biggs wasn't even the biggest part of the American Pie movies. 
that would be Steven Stifler and the rest of the, not the rest of the cast, uh, but most, some of the other cast, like uh, Shit Brick and fucking Stifler, they make the movie. Jason Biggs is just like, he's the, sort of like the hangover. What, what was the name of the guy who they could never find that got lost every fucking movie? Uh, well, the first one was, I think, Doug. 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 Yeah. Doug. Doug. Doug is the catalyst for the movie, but Doug is in the movie for three minutes. The rest of the movie is like, it'd be like making a movie based on, on the success of The Hangover because Doug was in it. That's the reason the movie happened, but like, that's not what made the movie good. He was the least character. Okay. So Saving Silverman's his best movie. Yes, but not because of him, but because of Steve Zahn and Jack Black and Arlie Ermey. <laughs> and Amanda Pete was Amanda even fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Folks, there you have it. Uh, our, our, our review of Saving Silverman, Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. We're going with the uh, the user submission of this. 81%, and Christ, in my mind, even kind of shortchanges it a little bit, but fuck that. Uh, all right, Alan, tell all the uh, children's if you can find the middle class holes. Uh, let me pause. Amanda Pete was kind of hot back then. Uh, just kind, kind of. We never really, we never really touched on it. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. There was something. There was something that bugged me about her, but she was pretty hot. Uh, anyway, I digress, guys. That's it's a, a total side note. We just hadn't brought it up. Anyway, you can find us and maybe Amanda Pete pictures now on all of our <laughs> favorite social media platforms. You can find us at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on. TikTok and Facebook. And of course, for your listening pleasure, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And as always, please email us. Send us junk. Send us viruses. I don't care. Send us a Napster link if you want. If you can find one, that'd be kind of cool. But email them to us at tickleourtummies at gmail.com. That's right. Tickle our tummies, plural, multiple of us, three of our tummies, all of us at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, hey, so next week, Q report, we'll get something teed up. Uh, soon after that, Christ, who the hell knows? Maybe we'll get Kent Slaughter on, on the show. Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. We should, we my, my elementary uh principal was Mr. Slaughter. Hmm. Nice guy, though, not the same guy, and I'm not even sure my, my elementary school principal. Sure? Still, uh, I, I, yeah, I, that guy's name was Ken. Totally different. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, hey guys, I got a I got a proposition of the picture that we should use for our fucking for the cover of this this episode. All right. Can I can share it with you. Yes. Right, yeah, me... There you go. Sorry, I'm just all over Amanda Pete right now. Mm. <laughs> she shows her tits in a uh, Bruce Willis movie. Yes, uh, the whole nine yards. Oh, yes. Uh, they are beautiful. Uh, all right, I'll share that with you guys. So I think like. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of these one of these guys, I think. <laughs> this this is the best uh, this picture right here. He's like, yeah, I, I think I, I see something in the back of the refer I mean the closet. <laughs> nope. 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 That's alarm. Dude, <laughs> so Steve's good. on. Steve's on. The the knowing to open his eyes that wide with that face paint on, that's God, man, I actually when you mentioned this, I started IMDb and Steve's on. I'm like, why isn't this motherfucker in every movie, even if it's just a like a bit part? Why isn't he in all of them? <laughs> I was going to say the there movie. are very few Steve Zahn films that I dislike. 
Is it the first 15 Dude, Daddy minutes? Daycare? Daddy Daycare, he's brilliant in that too. Mm-hmm. The first 15 minutes of like uh, Saving Silverman where he he retrieves that little baby raccoon. He's like, oh, here it is. <laughs> it's so raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, send, send us in your submissions. We won't listen because it's going to be uh, our <laughs> We won't listen because it's chairman of the board next. So. That's great. Chairman of the board coming up. Uh, we're going to look at the last week of August. Christ, I fear that I have to watch that fucking movie. All right, I'll figure it out. Get ready. Got to get my get myself, get my get my bearing straight. All right, folks. Well, it's been a blast. Check us out next week. Check us out on uh, all the social media platforms that Alan just called out. And hey, man, you can hit me up on AOLIM 92Q. For those of uh, for those of you girls I saw on Christiana Mall in the late nineties, <laughs> holler! Oh God, I'm looking at the cover of Chairman of the Board. It is embarrassing. God, it's fucking carrot top surfing, dude. Jackson, it. <laughs> <laughs>